I'm LaShonda, and I'm just here to spread good energy and provide good vibes. I hope you find something here that helps you along the way. Hey, 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 y'all. It is LaShonda. I am um, so glad you're here. If you're listening right now, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, joining in on L. Holland Speaks. I am um, honored that you are here. Um, My goal is to spread the word about as many things as I possibly can. And so any listener that I have, um, I'm appreciative of you. Anytime you share this um, on your social media or share this with your family and friends, I am appreciative. And so I just want to open up with that. I just want you to know that you are appreciated. (laughs) Secondly, um, I want you to hit subscribe um, or follow wherever you're listening, um, from wherever you are, uh, taking all of this information in it. Um, just hit like, hit subscribe, hit follow wherever you are, just follow along so that you're notified whenever I post them. Now, um, (laughs) today's topic, I don't want to say it's a heavy topic, but it is a topic that needs to be discussed. Um, today we're going to be talking about grief and what grief is, how grief affects us, what we can do um, for ourselves and for others who are grieving. How can we support them? How can they support us? And I thought it was so important to have um, this podcast and have this conversation because a lot of us are grieving. One, grief is something that we all will experience or we all have experienced. And grief is also um, something that we don't talk about enough. It's something that makes us uncomfortable. And with the current, you know, situation, the current uh, pandemic that we're in, unfortunately, we are still in this pandemic. We're trying to push through, um, but we're still losing people. We still have family members that are leaving this world due to COVID. We are grieving. And in the midst of COVID, I think we all grieved just our loss of um, independence and being able to get out and do things. Um, So whatever it is that you are grieving or whomever you are grieving, this episode is for you. This episode is for me. Um, I can't say that I won't cry. I am literally already tearing up right now, y'all. Just the idea and the thought of talking about grief. um, It just kind of makes these tears well up in my eyes. And I don't know if it's for me or if it's for others, because I know what we're going through and I know what we're experiencing. I've been there. I'm I'm just going to jump right in because I can stay there for a really long time. So I am going to start with just telling you a little bit about what grief is. So, well, I'll just give you a basic definition of grief. So grief is really this strong, overwhelming emotion 
to loss. And that can be to the loss of someone or the loss of something. And when I say something, that can mean the loss of um, your ability to uh, do something. It could actually be like a terminal illness or a terminal diagnosis. So loss of your ability to be what you were, um, something that you have always been able to do that you can no longer do anymore. Most of the time that we talk about grief and most of the time we hear about grief and we say, oh, they're grieving, it's due to the loss of someone. That's just, um, that's the reality of it. We don't expect people who, you know, experience a terminal illness or, or um, loss of something that they've always had. We don't talk about them enough uh, when we talk about grieving also. And so I do just want to point that out um, when we discuss the definition in discussing the definition of what grief is. But I can tell you this also that, you know, when I got ready to do this podcast, um, I thought about it. I've been thinking about this podcast since last month. I knew that I was going to do grief and, um, it was actually a toss up between my very first podcast and this one. And I went with my very first podcast just because of the timeliness of it and, and it being, um, in the perfect month to address, um, minority mental health, but nonetheless, I reached out to um, some people about doing this segment with me. And it wasn't that they didn't want to do the segment with me or be on a podcast. They said, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. And that's so important. And of course, I respected that. I respected that because there is no time limit to grief. There's no certain amount of time that you have to get through and to move forward. There's no, there's no time restraints on that. And I know that people say that um, it gets better with time, but even that is a tempered thing. What, what does time mean? What does time look like for me? What does time look like for you? It's different for everybody. The healing process, the growth process, when you're grieving the loss of someone can take months. It can take years and that's okay. You take all the time you need. Take all the time you need because we will be here waiting. We will be here supporting you. I knew that I had never experienced grief before until the day that my mom passed away. And I, I have never experienced a, a hurt and a sense of, I've never experienced anything like it. And it's so hard to put words to it. You feel like the breath has been knocked out of your body, you don't know who you are, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go. And I think the hardest thing is one, losing them and knowing 
that you will never be able to see them or talk to them again. But also the world keeps going. It's like your world stops. You're at a standstill. And everybody else is just moving around you. Like you're in the center and everything is just moving, but you're standing still. And I don't think I ever, I know I've never, I don't even want to say I think, I know I've never experienced or felt anything like that ever before in my life. And I still have not felt anything like that ever in my life. And I never want to (laughs) experience it again, but I know that, you know, death is a part of life. Um, And so it's important that I point out that it is a challenge to accept death and dying as the end stage of life, but it is, it is the end stage of life. And I did not handle my grief uh, well. I, well, some people would say I did. I actually, you know, just kind of started moving again. Like when my mom passed away, we had a lot of say in, in planning the funeral. I know I had a lot of say in planning the funeral. Um, I um, was in college and I had final exams to take. And my teachers, you know, they told me, my professors told me to take all the time I needed, but I went right back. Like after my mom's funeral, I called them up. I was ready to go in, take my final exam. I had a study abroad trip. Um, that same month, at the end of the month, um, getting on a plane and leaving my dad and my sisters was the hardest thing I ever had to do um, because you have this fear, this constant fear that they won't be there when you get back. At least I did. I cried, I cried and I cried. And if it wasn't for my dad telling me and pushing me to get on the plane, I would not have gotten on the plane. It's crazy thinking back about it now, just how fast everything moved. But that's one of the things that, you know, some people do when they're grieving is that they they jump right back in there and start doing those things and start keeping busy and start moving forward. And I did that and I just kept moving and I kept moving. And right after I graduated, I rolled right into grad school. And um, it wasn't until... Um, that it wasn't until I graduated from grad school and I'd started working um, as a social worker that I realized I was depressed. Um, And I won't get into that because that's probably another story for another day, but it was a year or two later, two years, I think. I don't want to do the math right now, (laughs) but it was some two years later, I think that I realized I had not properly grieved um, and that I was depressed and that I was trying to fulfill all of the things that my mom would have fulfilled that, uh, I could not. And though that, and so that's where I'll leave that, but I wanted to share my story of my first major experience with grief. Um, 
And as I said, when I first started this podcast episode, I tear up just thinking about talking about grief. And so even though I feel like I've healed a little bit more and that I've been able to move forward and I've been able to now start celebrating my mom's birthday um, instead of grieving on that day. I've now started celebrating Mother's Day uh, with doing things that she would have done, doing things that she would have loved, wearing things that she would have loved wearing, just honoring who she was and what she was to me. Even though I'm there now, it still hurts. And so it's important to know that talking about this right now, for somebody, this is very fresh. For someone, this can be very fresh. It can be something that just happened. And for others, it can be a wound that is healed over, but it's still tender and it still hurts. And if you're still experiencing it right now, if you're in the moment or if you're feeling tender, just know that you are supported. I want to tell you, um, give you a little bit more education on grief, what grief looks like. Um, but before I jump into that, I do want to tell you there are two types of grief. There's um, anticipatory grief and there's sudden loss grief. And I'm pretty sure based on what I'm telling you, the names of them are, the titles of them are, that you can pretty much gather an understanding of what they are, but I'll tell you anyway. Anticipatory grief um, is when there's a prolonged illness, when you can anticipate death. Um, it's still painful, it's still stressful, um, but you have a little bit of time. You have a little bit of time to make sure that that person knows how you feel. Um, you have a little bit of time to clarify their wishes and prepare and speak to a spiritual, uh, get spiritual support, seek spiritual support. So you have a little bit more time to prepare because you, you can see it coming. Um, I don't know if you guys watch, uh, reality TV at all, but, um, if, if you're familiar with, um, Nene Leakes, she just lost her husband, um, to cancer. And I think it was a week before, a few days before she actually had announced that he was in his last days. That is anticipatory grief. So they already knew that his health was failing. He had already been battling cancer. Um, and so they had some time to prepare. It's never easy. As I said, it still hurts and it's still stressful. And it really probably... It can bring a person down because you don't every day, every day you're dealing with the possibility of losing someone you love. Sudden loss um, is unexpected death, is um, shocking, and it leaves you confused. Um, you're questioning unresolved issues, um, and you just have a range of emotions. Um, a range of emotions, sadness, anger, fear, what am I going to do now? All of the thoughts, all of the emotions, you experience it because you were not prepared for something like that. These are your car crashes, your, your heart attacks, um, all of those things that, that you are not prepared for. 
what does it feel like when you're grieving? There is so many feelings, so many emotions. Some of them are just feeling numb, feeling like you can't carry on with your daily activities. It's important to remember that you can't control the process of grieving. You can't prepare for the variant. Well, you can be prepared for the varying stages. Just know that you're going to experience all of these stages and there's no particular order that you will experience um, the stages of grief. Be okay with talking to others. It's okay to feel everything. We'll talk a little bit more about um, what grief looks like. And then we'll talk about what it looks like when it begins to not be normal anymore. Because it's also important to understand that grief is a normal part of life. It is a normal thing. It is natural. It is a natural, strong, and overwhelming emotion. When you lose someone or you lose something, it is natural and it is normal to grieve. Grief affects your body, mind, emotion, and your spirit. It affects all of those. Now, <laughs> there are... Um, some stages to grief. Um, if you look on the internet, you may find five stages, you may find seven stages, but I'm here to tell you there are many stages. So what you'll find is that, you know, there's denial, there's anger, there's bargaining, um, there's depression, and then there's acceptance. Acceptance is the final stage. All the other things, um, you know, they can be experienced out of order as I've stated before, but along with those um, stages of grief, um, I feel like not only is there these five, but you have shock and depression and loneliness and isolation. Um, you have physical symptoms and emotional symptoms. You have spiritual symptoms, guilt, anger. Um, you are unable to return to your daily routine feeling hopeless, all of those are part of the stages. And even though they may fall somewhere within those five, I wanted to break it down for you a little bit more because all of these things can be experienced at any point in the process. So what do physical symptoms look like? Because I told you it affects, grief affects your body, mind, emotion, and your spirit, emotions and your spirit. Um, grief symptoms that are physical can be lack of energy, feeling fatigued or having headaches. Um, you're sleeping a lot. You have upset stomach um, or you're overworking and you have excessive activity, which is exactly what I did. Emotionally, um, you can have memory lapses. You can feel distracted all the time, easily irritable, depression, um, feelings of euphoria, extremely happy, um, extremely kind of, it's, it's, it's happy, but over the top, an extreme version of it. And then extreme anger. And of course, with spiritual um, it, grief and death is something that can bring you closer to God, or it can make you angry and feel outraged at God as to why you're having to go through this. Why me? Why did you take them from me? all of those thoughts and feelings. It can strengthen your faith or have you question your faith. What am I doing? What am I, what am I believing in? How is this 
okay, how is this faith? How do I have faith that everything else is going to be okay after I've lost this person or this thing or this ability, all of those things. Now, what does it look like when it's no longer normal? It's not normal when you start to feel depressed. Um, It's gone on for, uh, the depression has gone on for a lot longer um, than a normal, uh, what's normal. And of course we said grief is normal and there's no time limit to grief but depression is not normal. So I can miss this person and I can miss um, these things and I can feel um, a lack of energy and headaches and all of the things that we just mentioned, but depression is another beast. Depression is hopelessness. Depression is not wanting to be around anyone, not wanting to do anything, um, for an extended amount of time. And it's, and it's deeper than that. And of course, uh, suicidal ideations, anytime that you're thinking about hurting yourself or hurting others, um, that is not normal. Anxiety is, uh, not normal as well. And I mentioned these few because they are the most common. They are the most common, um, uh, abnormal, emotions or um, disorders, I guess I should say, uh, that people experience when they are, um, when they're grieving. And so these are uh, some of the most common that you will see come out of the grief process. So a person that's grieving, what's available to them? If you know someone that's grieving and you know that um, is starting to affect their life in more ways than one, um, there are support groups, uh, seeing a grief specialist or therapist, those are always first steps. And if you don't know where a grief specialist is or a grief therapist is, you can always start with your primary care doctor. You can always ask for a referral from your primary care doctor. What can you do to be there and support someone who is grieving? You can send cards, you can send flowers, you can call and check in, you can just listen, offer hope. When you're talking to them, don't be afraid to use the name of the deceased. Don't tiptoe around using names. Help out when you can, keep their children, cook them meals, all of those things. Because as I said earlier, when I talked about some of the hardest parts of grief is that the world moves on. The world moves on. And I remember feeling that when my mom passed away, that after the funeral and after the repast and after everybody is at your house and everybody's talking about your loved one and um, and it feels like you have this abundance of support and people around you. And even though it feels like comfort at that time, it is comfort, but all of that goes away. It's like the very next day, there's silence. There's silence. And what do you do in that silence? And so for those of you who know someone who has lost someone, who has lost a family member, who has lost their ability to do and be something that was so valuable to their life, 
um, be it their vision, their ability to walk, um, they've received a terminal diagnosis, their child has received a terminal diagnosis, be there for them. Use some of these things that I've just shared with you to be there for them. Again, I'll say, I think it's important that we talk about grief and that we not shy away from grief because grief makes us uncomfortable. When somebody is grieving and they're crying and we don't know what to tell them and we don't know what to say, you don't have to say anything. You can just listen. You can just be supportive. You can just let them get it out. You can tell them to take as much time as they need to grieve. That's what you can tell them. That's what you can share. Let's be there and support and love on the people around us that are grieving. Because again, we're at a a time of high risk, I guess I should say, because people are leaving this world every day. COVID is taking people every day. Not just COVID. I've had loved ones uh, die in the last month. Um, and it wasn't COVID that, that took them. But they're leaving and we're grieving just the same. So if you know someone, be there for them. Now, I think that you understand this is something that we need to talk about and not shy away from. But also remember that you are a part of their life. And even if you don't think that you're helping and you don't think that you're doing anything by just being there, you are. Even if they don't say it, they appreciate that you're there. It gives them some comfort. And when they're ready for you to leave, they'll tell you. (laughs) I just need to rest. I just need to sleep or however it comes out, they'll let you know. There's so much information out there on grief. There's no way, as I always say, that I can cover every single thing in a single podcast episode. And so it's all out there. If you want to learn more, if you want to know more about what you can do, just get on the internet and use it for something, um, something that's a little bit bigger than ourselves. Okay. That is all that I have. We talked about grief and I told you it was going to be heavy, but I also told you it was something that needed to be said and it was something that needed to be discussed. I'm glad that I got it out. I'm glad that you now know about it. If you have questions, let me know, hit share hit uh, follow, hit subscribe, and stay in touch with me. Um, You can always uh, catch this uh, podcast from um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think I'm also on Pandora and Amazon now as well. Uh, So wherever you're listening, follow along. Um, You can also follow me on uh, my website, www.pandora.com lhollandsspeaks.com. And um, I appreciate you again for being here. Have a good day. Bye y'all.